0: Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and more. Today, I have an amazing story. It's short, but it's really very, very special. I heard this story recently from somebody who visited a beautiful, beautiful park on the West Coast. I think it's called Sequoia National Park. And this park has gigantic, very, very old trees. Maybe you've seen pictures of some of these trees. They're so big that um, in one case, somebody uh, built a tunnel through the trunk of the tree. I don't know if that was so good for the tree, but where you could actually drive a car through because the tree was so wide that it was much wider than a car, and therefore they actually put a tunnel through there. There's many, many of these trees. There's an entire forest, probably a number of forests of them. They grow to gigantic heights, many, many hundreds of feet. Actually, I don't know the exact number. You could look it up. And many of them are extremely old. As a matter of fact, they are... Thousands of years old. Scientists have measured them. I guess they count the rings. And many of them are literally thousands of years old. So here's the story. Somebody was visiting this park on the way to the park, or on the way home from the park, and there was a lot of construction on the road. And the traffic was stopped, completely stopped. You just were waiting. There's tractors or whatever, different equipment in the way. And for a certain number of minutes, the road was just stopped while they did their work. Well, this person who told me the story said that he was sitting in his car with his friends, waiting for the traffic to be given permission to go ahead. And they saw it was going to be a little while. Meanwhile, in the car next to them, I guess it was at least a two-lane road, he heard somebody speaking Hebrew. The window was open. He heard the person speaking Hebrew. So he grabbed his tefillin. He jumped out of the car, and he went over, and he said, hey, how you doing? You want to put on tefillin? And the driver of the car said, sure. And he got out of the car, and right there, on the highway, which traffic was all stopped, in the middle of the road, in view of everybody that was in the traffic jam, uh, this person put on tefillin with this Israeli fellow. And not only that, but the Israeli fellow had a over Mitzvah son. And he said to his son, come on, put on tefillin also. Okay. Or maybe the son said, I also want to put on tefillin. I didn't get that detail. And so he also put on tefillin said, Shema and so forth, right in front of everybody. Now, this story really, really impressed me for a few reasons. Number one, this person who told me the story that he saw a Jew and he thought, I have a pair of tefillin. This person looks like they're not the kind of person that that's necessarily put on tefillin today. I'll take a chance, ask them, and sure enough, they they were willing to do it. Obviously, he must have approached them with a lot of Avis istrol, a lot of love of his fellow Jew. And so, therefore, the person said, sure, I'll put on tefillin. And then his son also put on tefillin. So he's educating his son also to put on tefillin. Now, of course, it takes a lot of Avis istrol, a lot of love of your fellow Jew, to bother to get out of your car, take your tefillin, go over, take a chance of the person saying no or whatever, an offer to put on tefillin. It's a beautiful thing. Tremendous, obvious, care for a fellow Jew. And then the person who agreed to do it deserves tremendous credit also. This person obviously was not used to putting on tefillin. Maybe wasn't raised with that concept of putting on tefillin. And yet he said, sure, I'll do a mitzvah. And that's because every Jew has in them a godly soul. And that godly soul wants to do mitzvahs. So even if the person was not raised to it, or even if they Shalom, left that way of life, but their godly soul is always intact, and therefore we see it right here in this story. The person was not think about tefillin, the person was not involved, but he was offered okay, so he said, I'll put on tefillin. Beautiful. And educate his son to put on tefillin. And then there's another part of the story which I think is amazing, What a Kiddush Hashem. What a tremendous publication of the holiness of Hashem and His mitzvahs in front of everybody, probably mostly not Jewish people, maybe some Jewish people there, to publicly just stand up right in front of traffic and a whole line of cars sitting there, stopped waiting for the construction vehicles to get out of the way. And there they are, in front of the whole world, putting on tefillin. Huge, tremendous Kiddush Hashem. And this shows us how wonderful are the inner traits, the inner, inner character traits of every Jew. avis pride of being a Jew, pride of uh, Kiddush Hashem. Now, the truth is that this exact attitude would bring us so much closer to Mashiach. So therefore, I want to also add a little bit about Mashiach, and that is that we learned recently in the Rambam that if a person who is a leader of, among the Jewish people from the house of David Amelach, from descended from David Mellah actually very great in learning Torah, and does whatever he can to prepare, repair the Jewish people, meaning bring them close to Jewish, to Torah mitzvah, standing up for them in different situations and so forth. And this person, we assume to be Mashiach, when he does all of these things, willing to fight the wars of Hashem. But then, let's say, the person gets killed, like, for example, Bar Kochva, who we talked about recently, who Rabbi Kiva thought was a potential Mashiach, And in the end, he got killed because of of his sins. There's different opinions about exactly why he got killed and who killed him. But um, (laughs) the bottom line is he was killed. So the Rambam says, therefore, they knew he wasn't Mashiach. In other words, he started out with a good possibility, enough that Rabbi Akiva actually um, endorsed him as Mashiach and most of the Chachamim of those days also did. But when they saw that he was killed for his sins it was obviously he was not mashiach however we see from this story something very interesting that it's definitely something which we should try to do to keep our eyes open for the person who could be mashiach of course he has to be a kosher jew and he has to be the son of a melech and he has to be super in learning taita and doing mitzvahs, can never ever Take anything away from Torah mitzvahs. Could never ever say um, that this part of Torah is no longer relevant, or that part's no longer relevant. Or I'm going to add something, or I'm God, or you know any of these uh, ridiculous things that we see in other religions. But if it's a person that really has a possibility of being Mashiach, then from the story of Rabbi Kiva, we see that we should really try to seek that, seek out that person and support that person in their efforts to bring the Gula. If it turns out to be Mashiach, great. If not, not. But we also see that the Rambam says if the person was killed. That is, if the person simply died, then it doesn't mean that the person couldn't possibly be Mashiach after that. Because the the, the Gemara discusses the possibility of whether Mashiach is going to come from those who are alive or those who have already passed away. The Gemarits and Hajjan discusses the possibility of Daniel being Mashiach after he had already passed away. So we see that this is also a possibility. In any case, the main thing is that the Rambam says, Treda and mitzvahs are forever, and by learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, for sure, we'll bring Mashiach quicker. And as the Rebbe points out, also, it's very important to learn about Mashiach and Gula and to keep our eyes open for that person who can be Mashiach, and support the efforts to bring Mashiach quicker, to bring the Gula quicker. Thank you so much for listening to Jewish stories and more. And thank you for your work, much more importantly, of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and being involved in the effort to bring Mashiach immediately, if not sooner. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful Shabbos, a wonderful Chodesh el. And may we all be written in Hashem's book of life for a good and sweet year, revealed good and obvious good.